Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to DocuSweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, which is colloidal silvery lens that turns blue and at the end of the day not sweet not sweet honey honey here we are okay it's a weird opening for what's even a weirder docuseries that we are closing out with this final episode of love has won the cult of mother earth on what's it called the cult of mother god the cult of mother god i said and i was like that doesn't seem right love has won Cult of Mother God, episode three. This is on Max and has to do with the life and death of Amy Carlson, also known as Mother God, and a formidable, very, very sick cult leader and her, her minions. <laughs> I mean, and I, so here we are in episode three. My God. Now, this opens with a TikTok that. And as the docuseries goes on, I really enjoy the storytelling by the director. Her name is Hannah Olson. We open with a TikTok of Maddie, who is Amy's daughter. And it's just a very personal two-camera two story time TikTok. You know, it's like a tried and true TikTokism. I'm not even on that sh- you know, shit as much, but even I know story time's a whole thing where someone's just like, can you believe this happened to me? And this young girl, you know, rather, you know, in a, obviously in a disconnected way, tells this very personal origin story of her, which is that when she was very young, her grandmother found her alone sitting in a diaper crying because her mother had just sort of gone out to party and no one was really taking care of her. So she moves in with her grandmother, who is Linda. And she sees her dad maybe on the weekends, but she sees her mom like hardly ever. And then suddenly never. And she didn't really understand like what was happening. The family kept that from her until ultimately her brother let it be known that who her mother was not only um, who her mother was, but the fact that this person has a full fucking social media platform where she has deified herself and has subscribers thinking that she's got, I mean, I can't even, and again, this TikTok, this story time is as casual as me saying it to you. You know, it's like this girl's life, which we obviously know now to be Maddie. And the, the piece of this happening now as the opening for the third episode, I mean, I found... I found to be really, really moving. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, it's, it's very interesting and kind of crazy. And, uh, we finally get the point of view of her children after three episodes or on the third episode. And so we know that at this point, the galactics told mother to go to Hawaii because that's where they would pick her up and that's where she would die. And so they take her to Hawaii 
and she's loving it because of the sunshine, the beaches. She's still taking her colloidal silver and she's having a wonderful time drinking Mai Tai, smoking weed on the beach. And when she goes live, she's upset because there's only seven to eight people joining on her on the live. And she's like, I don't get it. Deepak Chopra is getting so many more people than me. And she's like cussing and freaking out. And at this point, she's fully crazy. I mean, she was crazy before, but this is the end of a 14-year journey of being a cult leader. She has now been the leader of a cult for 14 years, and it has been traumatic. I mean, her sister is now watching her because her family knows that she is on her way out. They've known how skinny she's gotten and how blue she's looking from her colloidal silver. And I'll be honest with you, I was watching it, and I didn't notice that she was looking blue until they moved her to Oregon. Like, I couldn't tell. Oh, it started up here. Like her face gets blue and then her whole fucking body is blue. But you know, it's, I will say this, LOL. There's two YouTubers, me and you. Were you kind of like, when she gets in that live stream, there's only six or seven people, were you kind of like, oh, I know that feeling, honey, sounds, yeah. sounds fun. And were you also kind of like, how many subscribers do you have? I look, that- it's like 1.2K on the 5D channel every time I kept seeing it. I was like, oh, she doesn't have a lot of subscribers. How she, she only has one. Yeah. Oh, that's what, yeah. So many, so many questions. One of the things about this docuseries is that sometimes like for when they go to Hawaii, they're staying, what looks like a goddamn mansion. Like they're staying in a fucking beautiful complex in Kauai. Sometimes these people are staying in, sometimes they're camping. They have nothing. Sometimes they're staying in shitholes like mobile homes sometimes they're staying in hawaii mansions as we go over this there's gonna be a lot they've been moving the entire time i feel like one thing they're not saying is that they have to keep moving for like they're not paying rent or they're not paying like utilities and or something that's happening that they're not saying that they just keep moving for i feel like as well but um i just don't know i have just no idea how people move through earth without paying bills and like with getting the benefit of the doubt. And the only way that I can think is that they're just young, like white people. Like that's the only, in my mind, if this were a group of like young hippie black people, more people would be paying attention to what's going on. <laughs> like they're just groups of like kind of dirty looking, like hippie weed smoking black people or like people of color roaming the earth. Like Buddha is the only one who like is mildly ethnic. And I don't know, he's like maybe Latino, but everybody else is just like white and like non-threatening looking from the American point of view. And like, maybe that's why they're getting away with it. I don't know. Or they're not. And this documentary isn't focusing on it. But I know the people of Creststone were like finding them to be menaces. Yeah. That was mentioned at some point. Yeah, Um, absolutely. So um, basically, you know, Amy's sister, has been watching these live scenes. So she's literally one of the seven. <laughs> and she has realized that Amy is fucking blue and looks horrible. So at this point, she actually calls Amy on a Skype number that she found. Amy picks up and is just like, no, I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. I'm good. Great here. No, I'm good. Which which is, you know, obviously very, very scary. Yeah. Um, but then, honey, Hawaii... So here's the thing. When she goes on the live stream, no, so she does after that live stream, they decide to announce in a statement during a live stream, it feels like it's Hope and Aurora, that Mother Mother God has gotten the information that she's also now, in fact, payway. Remember in episode one, she had already claimed that she had already lived lives. Like there's are galactics, right? That are on that fucking poster board that are all dead except for Trump, that 
give her information. But she also said that she also was in a past life, every famous person ever from Cleopatra to Marilyn Monroe, like everyone in between. So now she's like, guess what? I forgot, but I'm also your goddess here, the one in Hawaii, Peiwei, because the amount of delusion is that she can just say something and have it be real. And, and there's no, again, no consequences to it. And it's, it's also this white woman now in Hawaii being like, I am your God, which is another whole fucked up thing. Well, Volcano goddess Pele. So she says that, and then her family decides that they really need some help. So they go to Dr. Phil and they get Dr. Phil to reach out to her. And so Amy Carlson thinks that at some point someone is going to reach out to her from Oprah's team and she couldn't get Oprah, but she got one of Oprah's protégés, Dr. Phil. And so Dr. Phil reach, reaches out and she's like, hell yeah, I need to get this message out to more, 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 more people. So she does. And Dr. Phil's people call her and the family, Linda and the sister Tara, think that Dr. Phil is going to actually give her some help. They do not realize that Dr. Phil is a TV show, just like Jerry Springer, just packaged differently, and that they are not here to help anybody. They are here to get ratings, period, point blank. Dr. Phil is just as terrible as all the rest. So Dr. Phil has a mother... Uh, mother God on there and she actually looks pretty great they've got her like literally poised, posted up with all the pillows around her I mean I would be I wouldn't be surprised if they had her in a corset and some other kind of apparatus just holding her body up aloft um, they've got bows in her hair they've got her sitting up with makeup on I mean just like the got pose. her just like everything is fine and she's just like speaking as the best that she can sober her, She's yeah. the most sober. Yeah. And her mother's crying and is just like, you girl, like we want you to come home. And she's like, everything is okay. This is what I'm doing. Um, and it was not okay. And nobody helped them. And at that point, Amy felt that her family had completely turned against her and were complete, just terrible people who wanted her demise. So it, you know, it, it ruined everything. I, I don't know exactly. Yeah, it's 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 unfortunate because Dr. Bill had already been on where I'm like, you do know if you had watched, though, that he's not someone who wants to help, that he wants there to be like biteable points to get people to watch. Like he can't wait to like crucify Amy by, I just want to know how you could abandon your children, you know, like, which is the thing that, you know, they use that clip when they were like promoting this episode in the daytime TV. Cause that's the kind of clip that would get like, you know, a mom who's like flipping channels to be like, what? Does the one abandon her children? Not me, not ever, not Christ, you know? And so like, mm -hmm. yeah, they were going to help her. They were just going to like make her a character, which she is, which by the way, you could also say, what has this doc? I mean, is this docu-series, it's more elegantly done, but what is the end game of telling the story if there's not a like foreseeable pipeline of help and or resources for the victims. And right now the victims to me would be Amy Carlson's kids and anyone who has woken up from being in the cult, like that one girl whose mom, mom got them the hotel. Like, Sarah. You know. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know that I think that anyone is like necessarily a victim. There were all grown adults who choose chose to believe something. 
I don't know that I would see them as victims. And I, I maybe I just, I, and this is just a, a, like a first take right now. I mean, I could be swayed to, to see them as victims, I guess. You're like, well. I don't want to be held to it. And I understand that yeah, because I'm just if saying, people yeah. are like, they're vic- they are victims while they were being manipulated and they, they didn't know what they were. And you're like, you have to have some sort of mindset and some sort of want or need to just blanket and change your whole life to believe something you know, and it's crazy also because they choose to believe very specific things that are within their own cult, like that this one person is called God. But then they all take in other things that crazy QAnon people believe that like, yeah, you know, and I, that's where they lose me. I'm like, oh, you thought you think that Trump is a good guy? I'm lost. Like he to me, he's a racist. And so now I can no longer. <laughs> I, I, unfortunately, that's my bias. So now I'm like. Oh, you're you're siding with a racist. You think that he is a part of her galactic team. And so now I'm like, he does not think they don't think that he's racist. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Yes. You're like, that's correct. Yes. That's correct. I, yeah. Yeah. I, you're right. I mean, you're obviously right. I mean, you know, these people are, I mean, this is like one small, yes, that yes. they're Trumpians and there are also a billion other things wrong with them, but yeah. that is one. Um, but having said that, yeah. So w- w- the best part of this, I think, as the audience, for everything that you're saying now is the scenes of the Kauai people, both white women at first protesting and then other people that look maybe more like from Hawaii, yelling <laughs> and throwing things yeah. at them to get the fuck out. I loved it so much. I almost wish I didn't. I love that. What a great scene. I mean, yeah. and the fact that you have all the footage is just unbelievable. But we are going, so the community kicks them out, which is which is great. So we're going to now do a jump to 1982. Honey, a great year. Yeah. Great year. Ooh, that's a solid ass year. Let me tell you right now. A lot of amazing things happened in 1982. Let me tell you right now, okay? Mm-hmm, First mm-hmm. of all, the, it was the birth of two angels on Earth, okay? One in March and one in October. And my mom, because I'm so young. Uh-huh. And, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so <laughs> some great things happened in that year, including some traumatic stuff for Amy. Now, Amy was being abused by her stepmother because her stepmother hated her mother. And at that time, um, you know, parents didn't really want people to talk about things that were upsetting them. They just wanted them to be quiet and kind of get away from the situation. And Mm so with that became a lot of eating disorders um, and food addiction and or not addictions or stuff that happened with Amy. Um, And her mother just removed her from the situation. It's not clear what happened to her dad, but um, Tara never really got the brunt of it. And so Amy just had a lot of issues with that. And so she went to go live with her, her mother after the drama with her stepmother um, and whatnot. So astute point, we never hear from the stepmom, definitely never hear from the dad. Don't know if they're on God's green earth or whatnot, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So after that, she just had a lot of problems with men about choosing the worst kind. She remember she had that baby, her oldest son at 19, um, and then tried to be a good mom. And then, but one thing that's interesting is that we find out that she had her, her daughter at 25 and then the daughter's father was 21. And then she, the daughter was like, yeah, my mom had me really young. And I was like, no, she didn't. She had her, you at 25. Yeah. 
it, you know, this is a little, yeah, we're going, you know, we're doing some non-linear storytelling back and forth and we're, and we're finally being able to talk to now adults that are, well, te- young adults that are her children. And obviously Maddie's one and, um, and obviously the son is another, which I can't think of the son's name for some reason. I'm so sorry, but the son's a very nice gentleman. And he's just like, yeah, like I remember I came home one day and my dad's car was there and I thought that was weird. And he just was basically like, Hey, I don't want to say this, but your mom just left and he's like at first I was mad and that's what Maddie says too like you know like they had anger but they he's like I just had a lot of pity for her like she was gonna miss everything and I and the and the son who was a little older like even goes on to say that he knew that her his mom enjoyed some parts of family life which I thought was so interesting too like they really have as much as they could paint this picture of Amy who is literally being hit and physically abused by her stepmom. There are bruises on her legs. Her mom knows that she is chubby probably because of that abuse. And then develops an eating disorder that will plague for the rest of her life because she loses weight and gets like attention from there. And from that is the string of abusive relationships because somehow she only feels love if it's abusive or she can feel it viscerally, as well as a deep need to be loved and adored so much that she creates a cult around her. I mean, I'm a, I mean, I'm no scientist, but I'm a rapper only, but it, that it has to be a narcissistic personality. Did you see that one? Mm-hmm. God said yes. God knows I'm a rapper in my heart. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, I, I just got a don't... thumbs up, by the way, from the universe just then. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just don't, I want to know, I want to know more from Amy. This, all this wants, makes me do is want to know more from Amy. We can only speculate. And I think that your speculation just right now was pretty good. Is that she creates a world of everyone's adoring her and she doesn't have the energy to take care of people who need her to take care of them because she needs to be taken care of. Period. She just needs to be taken care of. And could you imagine like an entire cult of people calling you mom and you barely do anything but speak to them? You do, do nothing but speak to them. And those children need you to feed them. They need you to clothe them. They need you to bathe them. They need you to, 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 to play with them. They need you to do way more. You cannot drink and smoke weed with those kids. But adult children who call you mom can do everything for you. And all you need to do is just infuse them with positivity. But literally for the, probably the last five years, you were so mean to them. You were so shitty to them. You're just raging, raging alcoholic. And just were so raging alcoholic, anorexic, like, it's just crazy. So anyways, so like she, we, we jump back to December, 2020 and, um, she doesn't ascend like she hopes to do. And so then she's like, they said to take me to Mount Shasta. And that's probably, that's another place on in the United States where there's, you're like close to the in-between or some shit. And so they, um, move to that part some people stay in crestline uh uh, i'm sorry creststone because they need to still continue to make money off of all of the lives and things that they're doing and so they drive her to uh shasta in a uh, like in the back of a you know van and she's sitting on a beanbag because that's how she's comfortable uh they get there and then all of a sudden they're like oh we need to go to oregon so they drive to ashland oregon and they take her to a, a hotel and she's, I can see there and then that she's kind of blue. 
and she's in so much pain and she can't do anything besides use marijuana and alcohol, which are supposedly like natural substances in order to take away the pain. And the galactics allow her to take a muscle relaxer and they just keep moving her from the bathtub to the shower, to the bed, bathtub, shower, to the bed. And then finally she dies. And then they just are like, okay, are they going to come and take her body? What's going to happen? So then they're just like playing with her body. They're like putting like some kind of energy meter next to her body. I imagine it's like some kind of Scientology tool. I don't know. And then they're like, they're like, they're like, oh, that one heart has died, but she has six hearts. Remember? So like they're, and then they say her body's still warm, but they've got her wrapped up. And then I'm like, really what I want to know is does, does she like, does her body start leaking fluids? Cause that's what happens to a dead body. Once you die, like all of your like bowels and fucking shit just like comes out of you. So if that happened, then she's dead, dead. One thing is she wouldn't have anything in her bowels. She didn't need it. She wasn't um, eating. Okay. So I get what you're saying. I don't, I mean, I've never been around it. So other things come out too, I'm sure. Sir. But yeah, she's definitely not, she definitely is, hasn't, has probably hadn't eaten like, a very long time um yeah just, she yeah. she dies they're you know they're they're pretending that the body isn't dead and therefore it's some miracle and they're just out of their minds trying to like video how she's not dead and taking pictures of their of her feet and they're just horrible videos until yeah the hotel staff starts knocking and they realize that they're going to come take the body and again and then the three-day world would have you know, a hold of the body, the vessel, mom wouldn't want that. So the thieves of the night, they get out at 10 p.m. and then take mom's body to the woods. Waiting for spaceships to come and get the body. Cops pull them over. And then Hope's like, that's where we just funny weaken at Bernie style, pretending she was asleep in the back. We wrapped her up and was just like, that's our friend. She's she's buzzed out. She's been drinking, which is true. Mom drank a lot. So much so that she basically died of alcoholism, anorexia, and liver failure, as, as well as the, the silver. Anyway, but basically, so then they start camping. One thing I'll notice, though, they have fancy orange juice when they're camping. They're camping with Lux. Like, these bitches now have money, you know? And I don't quite, again, get how, because... They have money. I have more subscribers on YouTube and I don't have that money. No, Michael has been ferreting away money and he's good with finances. So he's been like, I'm sure like putting it in stocks and bonds and like tripling it and like whatever. He's been doing whatever with the money, right? And so he's been like, you know, I'm sure somebody like El Moira or whatever, two of them have access to the banks and to the accounts and shit, right? Yeah. And so then they take her to the Oregon woods and Father God is there. And father, multiverse father God is there as well. And so then they're there for a couple of days. Everyone has come from Crestline to here to wait for the spaceships to come and get her and the physical body. And so nobody, the spaceships never go. So father God is like, Hey, go on ahead and just go do your laundry, go grocery shopping, just have a normal day, go take care of your shit. And they go off and do that stuff. And then him and multiverse father, are like sitting there and then father god is like you know what we got to take her back to crestline to crestone we got to take her back let's just go let's go let's go let's go like that's where she needs to be that's where we need to be that's where the center of the whatever is we got to go so they pack her up they don't tell anyone they're going they jump in the car they drive for hours just straight go through five fucking states 
and they drive all the way back to Crestone. They get there, they take her in the house, they put her in the same position that we find her in episode one at the very top of it. And then we realize that the man who opens the door is father God. The one with the long hair looking weird is actually the father God. The one we don't meet until episode two. And then somehow Michael comes, comes to the house. This part is a little confusing. So yes, while they were camping, father God had been sleeping in the same tent with a very dead corpse. And um, hope says that they get, information that Michael has taken two at first $200,000 out of the savings and then an extra 50. Michael, Michael's name was on everything. And as Wahama said, was involved in the business aspect. And my mother knew that had just like, let him take on that because she's not doing anything but drinking and fucking, uh, father mm-hmm. God and mm-hmm. smoking. Um, and she cured she his alive. cancer. She cured his cancer. Remember? Oh, whatever. God bless. So, uh, Michael, now this is where, because we don't get to talk to Michael, where we don't know if Michael is like, this was my plan all along is to steal all this fucking money. It's all in my name or B, these fuckers killed this person. I don't want any fucking part of it. Michael ends up, this is what we see. Suddenly there's the body cam footage of a police officer walking towards a person sitting on the ground. What looks like in the back of maybe the police station, it looks warehousey, but also, you know, I think, different. I think it's the front. It's just Crestone. Yeah. You know, you're, I, was, I was about to say this. It's like, I look warehousey, but we, I don't know if it's the architecture of the area. Um, and then they're like, Hey, what's up? And then Michael, who's feigning victimhood is like, she's dead. They brought, they came in and they're like, they're like, who? They're like, they came in, they brought her. Uh, and they're like, well, are they supposed to be? There's like, no, I never allowed them. This part's confusing. So I'm like, Michael, your friends that you've been live streaming with? No, have- Michael is, has not been a part. I don't remember seeing Michael live streaming at all. He's kept himself out of the limelight. I feel like when we saw him, that's the first time I've seen him since like season one, when he like a pitcher, like he's, he, it was very weird. It's very weird. He's he's managed to kind of keep himself like out of it since the first father God. So is this person someone who knew this was the whole time a fucked up thing, but a grifter who was in charge of money? Is he someone that was in the cold the whole time? And then at some point wakes up to it when she dies or when he's whatever the fuck it is. And is like, I got to wash my hands on this. And if I go to the cops first, I get to keep the money and not get in trouble. Like, I can't tell where this person is in that. <laughs> I think he realizes that an actual crime has been committed. Like, I think he, in my mind, this is what he's been doing. I think that he realizes there was a money-making opportunity here. And mm-hmm. so he's from New York. And I think in the beginning, when it was just him and a, and her and a Merith, like Eagle wingspan, and maybe a few people he was there and like the first father god uh the one who was like when you're ready for me or once she told when you're ready for me come the one who first knew she was an alcoholic because michael was there then living in the house but i think when all these motherfuckers started showing up and coming i think that's when michael like backed out of it because he realized there was too many people there too many eyes and shit so he backed out and i think he started like just doing money stuff and who knows where he went but everything was in his name where's the money 
in accounts that he owned and that his name was on. So is the money still with him? Yeah. All of it? Yeah. Okay, like... He probably set up businesses. He probably set things up legally, businesses, and everything got put in his name. And they had access to the money, right? They had to in order for them to be able to buy her alcohol and to pay rent and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, that's how they were able to get This is like when the girl wanted pizza. And he was like... Yeah, and lodging, you know, certain people had access to the money. That's why they were able to see when the accounts were being withdrawn. And I think somebody must have told him, oh, she died. And so then when they didn't call the police and all of a sudden he gets to the house and there's a fucking dead body 14 days after she's died, he's like, oh, I'm not going down with these motherfuckers. Nefarious behaviors are going on here and this is a crime. It's a crime. So I'm calling the police on them. This is my house. And I'm not getting, I'm not going down with these fucking hippie idiots. Yeah, no, that is absolutely true. Hope's like, I can't believe you called the police. So then this is one of the better parts. Also, this is a favorite quote of mine. The police are coming. And as we, uh, as we said, they pick up from the first episode where they're coming to the house and um, father God's there. And they're like, you, you do know that you, crossed five to six states with a dead body and that's a crime and he's like yeah i know you know and (laughs) the cop is like you're an intelligent young man he's like i know he says i know to you're an intelligent young man and i remember like obviously his big thing the reason why he fell in love with mother god and the reason why he believed everything she said was because she told him Yeah. That he was like a genius God. That he was brilliant. Yeah. That he was brilliant. And he has, he's such a crazy person that loves compliments that much. The, that, that is how you get him. Like, so for this dumb police person who's literally taken, well, not dumb, but I mean, whatever, who's probably taken like basic psychology to just be like, you're an intelligent young man. I know that's all you do to get him. Like it's, it's like this like law and order shit, you know, when you can tell that they're like appeasing someone's ego to see that you're on your side, to get them to, to be like, Oh, they know I'm special. They know I'm not like this. They know that they see that I'm, I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I'm just going to like tell them, you know, like, but a young, it's very specifically smart and also foolish for him. Yeah. And so the only reason they got out of prison, though, was because it turns out that she actually died of organ failure due to anorexia and alcoholism and also colloidal silver. And so because there was no foul play involved and they just carried a body because they were scared or whatever, they ended up getting off. And so everybody was in disarray for a little bit. But and then they went to Vermont and where they have still carried on their weird behavior and it took them a year to like figure out where they were going to do. And you know, that healer, healer lady from Europe, she yes, completely Australia. took off as soon as, as soon as mother God died, took off. Yeah. She's like, well, I saw that I couldn't help her anymore. Every time they're asking her, they're like, did you take her to a hospital? No. What did you do to help her? Well, just continued the things that were helping her. Like letting her drink and the silver. I, I had mentioned the silver. Robin told me about the silver, so I did the silver. Like, you know, like, uh-huh, bitch. And um, yeah, she, she's gone. So this this part is also crazy. They do a live stream to be like, 
we did it she died all the haters can go fuck yourselves yes michael stole the money but people are out of prison so everything worked out the way it was supposed to i hate to laugh but it's like and that's a year later a year fucking later and did you see them taking all that time to set up the the like camera and set up the background and then the background still wasn't right yes chris i they, just that was a hannah olsen move but they, they showed us that that background was always going to be it, it was a really good that was a really good filmmaking technique in london chris i as a youtuber who does it all by themselves there's literally four of them doing that youtube channel four people producing it and they couldn't get that shit right you know what's also fucked up? This is where it's also fucked up. Because hope is like, it did work out. Because, and, and also fucking Buddhist who's like, mother did die for our sins. And all of this very Christian shit. Mother did die for the pain of the world. Because now, we're like, what, bitch? Because the Middle East is on fucking fire. So what are you about yeah. to say? So what you, what's happening? Yeah. Well, because look, we're on Netflix. Like, that's what they're implying. That she did it. So now we could be on Netflix. And the pain of the world is end. And it's like. And then they're driving and they're like, I'd hate to live in such a 3D world. I'm like, you're fucking living in a 3D world right now. Like, what are you? You're literally thri- driving on a 3D street and making a left turn on onto a 3D road. And you're pu- you pulled into a 3D driveway right now. And like, it's just like, what are you talking about? You dumb fuck. Yeah. Yeah. They, the last two moments of this are ending on the two girls, Hope and Aurora. You know, Hope is is seen a year later looking the same Hope has looked, which is, you know, in need of a hug and just like roaming the aisles of a grocery market, kind of looking mm-hmm. up and staring. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then she has a conversation with her mom and they have a, the it's like a on speaker and they're like, oh, you sound different. And the mom is like, you sound different too. And all hope can do is like be like mom too died my other mom died i'm so sad and her mom you hear her she just has to sit on the phone having not talked to her daughter for like nine years yeah not talk about anything but this fucking woman and then you hear her mom be like that must have been really hard for you and her yeah mom. you know like it's it is the the amount of dilution the de- denial and what like what these what these family members have had to deal with and amy's too and amy's too her children yeah. everyone what they've had to deal with over the years over these nine or 14 years however long these people had been involved this docuseries couldn't even cover because like this conversation between mom and daughter is so surrendered to never being able to connect again that it's yeah. like heartbreaking then the last moment you said is yes with aurora in south florida you know driving around to go to her parents house we don't know she's been a very long time since you know we're there i would love to know like one morsel of what her parents think or obviously they didn't want to be on camera obviously they didn't allow certain filming but they they do follow her up until the moment that she parks her car and she's like well i wonder what they're gonna say yep (sighs) and her response is like how's it been like very like Lola, and I'm like, well, I hope that they did you wrong, and this is you just like saying whatever. And if you know, just like, wow, just very whatever. I hope that your behavior matches what happened to you before you left this house, because otherwise, it seems pretty shitty. And then we have like a montage of where everybody's at, 
and we've got um, the two father gods like living together, I think off the grid somewhere. We've got um, Mary, Mother Mary and Buddha being roommates in Colorado. Everybody kind of lives in Colorado. Um, we've got Maddie in Colorado. We've got the son, uh, Amy's oldest son in Germany, like to be a biochemist or something cool. Um, yeah. People are just scattered to the four winds and we've got the, uh, one healer lady still roaming around trying to scam people for her healing. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it changes everything. I think about people who like heal. I'm like, do I trust anybody who says they do any kind of Reiki healing or anything ever again? Like, do I just like completely turn my back on anybody who says that they're spiritual? <laughs> I don't know. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. I know it, it you know, I don't know. It's very, it's very hard because in this situation, like these people believe it's so hardcore that like, you wouldn't be like, well, they're scam. Like you can't, you might be like, what they're saying is fucking crazy. But if this person's talking to you, you're not going to be like, this person's lying to me because yeah. they feel like they're trying to get me out of my money. Like every morning, it. these two bitches are up at six. Well, because I haven't gone to bed at 6 a.m. being like, it's another beautiful day in the multiverse 5D. Oh my God. Can you believe it? Like they are selling it and they don't not believe it. They've changed their whole lives for it. It's just, it's fucked up. And if it works for them, it works for them. You can't, you can't knock what ha- helps people get up every day um not yuck someone's yum i guess but this is not yummy and also yuck yeah it's just the conversation yeah again between hope and hope's mom was so sad but this is this was a really great docuseries i really enjoyed uh watching it i also was also very devastating and crazy in some way in some ways so all right, you guys, if you want to see the visuals of what you've been listening to, you can join us on patreon.com slash docusweeties for $10 a month. You get exclusive contents, uh, including a live every first Monday of the month, um, as well as the episodes as soon as we are finished recording them. So if you would like to support your girls on getting some content out, as well as being able to hire people to help us do it, please join us on patreon.com slash docusweeties for $10 a month. If you can't do that, Chris will tell you some free ways to support us. Chris? Oh, if you haven't yet, please consider giving us five stars on some sort of review platform and giving us a helpful helpful review. You can also follow us at DocuSweeties on Instagram, at DocuSweeties on TikTok, at DocuSweeties1 on X, and we have a Facebook group called the DocuSweeties Podcast Facebook group. We appreciate your support either way. We love you guys so much. Happy holidays. And, you know, uh, if you want to, you know, continue being in our cult, um, we will accept you and uh we won't turn blue you know unless we sing the blues honey no 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 no. okay Bye. bye